A word from our sponsor, Von Seger Designs is a small Nebraska custom woodworking business making hand-burned customized wood pieces to be a statement in any room. Working with clients every step of the way, from hand-selecting the wood to customizing the design Von Segrin Designs, makes the process as smooth as possible. Specializing in items from themed bar carts and tables to cutting boards and signs so that you can show your team pride all year round. Show your Husker support in a unique and functional way. When you work with Von Segrin Designs, you support small businesses throughout the region. Allow Von Segrin Design to create a custom, fresh, hand-burned piece wood for your home or business. You can link up with them at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-D-N-E-S-I-1 and at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-N underscore designs. So check them out on Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram as well. Uh, go Big Red, and uh, let's start the podcast. to throw down toward the goal line going up ball tipped in the air touchdown Jordan Westerkamp Nebraska wins the game on the final play of the contest oh baby far side back to throw is Martinez now being chased throws it out a flat Burkhead makes a catch sets a tackle 25-20 Rex Burkhead touchdown Nebraska is going on members of the congregation thanks for joining us tonight um fitz drake what's going on guys how you doing buddy oh uh, you know it's been a interesting 30 24 hours 30 i'll say 24 30 yeah 24 hours is probably correct yeah it's been interesting to see he shit unfold quick yeah yeah it's uh it's kind of somber a little bit yeah that's where i'm at with it because it 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 sucks because i think everybody wanted frost to work out and we've seen what happened yeah absolutely what are you guys guys talking about with that let's bring in our guest (laughs) richard fitzwell how you doing this is a one-time thing right i i at this rate it has to be perfect that's I all a, i wanted to hear i had a gift card and it got me on this one episode so i i, I will use it. i will say we are one and two since fitz got a mic in front of him just gonna put that out there i think we're zero and one since uh the queen died so things are not yeah. going well things are not going well on the side of the the pond as they say Can't- i think over chance there. had some chance had some really good stats with with that up yesterday that was pretty cool i was yeah, kind of like did. i almost i like my mouth was just wide open 
been like, oh my God, I don't know where he's going with this, but it was uh, it was uh, entertaining to say the least. He took a page out of your book. Oh, just really good content and, and well-spoken. I like it. That was good for him. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Nope. No, we'll all, go with but, that. Uh, well, that yeah, whatever uh, helps you sleep at night. If that'll get us out of this conversation and into the next one, I will agree with Fitz for once. Fitz, how are you feeling about everything? Um, I was talking to a buddy a little while ago, actually, and that's kind of pretty much that same question. And it's like, I'm almost kind of over it. You know what I mean? I was, I was just kind of ready to be, I just didn't see, it wasn't going to end any other way. And it's almost yeah. just like, okay, let's just, let's just cut it right here, which we'll get into and, 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 and turn the page and see, see what can happen next. I don't know if, if that's. Yeah. No, I get where you're at. I, and I'm kind of in the same spot. It, I am amazed still, and I don't, I'm not taking shots at anybody in the fan base with this, but I am amazed that even after last night, after Northwestern, how many people are, I don't, I don't want to say surprised because I'm a little surprised that it happened today, but just still in full-blown defense mode. We can't have a revolving door as a coach narrative. I'm just, I'm so surprised at that. We haven't. And you're right. We haven't. And, but, while I'm surprised at, at that stance still, I wish I could hold that optimism still. Um, we've talked about it. We've all gone out of our way to, to be optimistic going into this season. Some of it was easy. Some of it was hard. Um, but that was kind of the route that we had all taken because it's more fun to live in that world, right? It is. And, I mean, honestly, the things that I have said and thought I was going to see, that's what I said. On one side of the ball, I feel like I'm – I am getting that on the other side of the ball is I don't know what the hell is going on. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's, and I mean, we can just leave it at that. I guess I'm just, I'm so surprised at, at where we're at as a fan base still being so divided. Well, I mean, this should be the easiest decision. Okay. I'm going to, I take that back. Trev has had to make the toughest two decisions in Nebraska sports. (laughs) with cutting wrestling and football at UNO so that they can move to division one. That's a hard fucking choice. And I don't think that was taken lightly. Unfortunately, he was the face of it. That's the, that's the key right there. That's, that was the thing that everyone fucking hated him on. I hated on him for this. Okay. You did this. Okay. He did, but you know what? He's the fucking face of it. He's got to do it. Unfortunately. And financially it was the best decision for that university. Correct. And then now, honestly, when he took the AD job, he knew that this was a possibility that he was going to have to fire Scott Frost. It's a genuine possibility at any university he would have taken over. There's a genuine possibility you have to fire this coach. It sucks that he's got to be the one to do it, though, at the same time. Because nobody, nobody wants to have that on their record that they fired Scott Frost. It was the right decision. I don't think anybody can argue that it wasn't. It, it wasn't working. But it wasn't because he lost his players. It was because, he, honestly, he lost the fans, and I think he lost his boss. Well, yeah. going back to what Drake started this with, the, that the fans divided, and we know where this kind of stems from. Part of it was what, what you talked about last week too, Zach, was just the there's almost this blind loyalty 
that a lot of fans have. And, and we're all, you know, it's that whole Kool-Aid thing. We're all guilty of it because we want it to work. But could you tell me that in, you know, this, this exercise that's been done year after year at school after school and in, in different sports, whatever it is, if you put his resume down on your desk in front of you and redacted the name, you're not, you're not thinking twice about this. Like you're paying this guy what? And this is what we're getting. It, yes, it's impact. It's, it's huge. It's impactful because it is Scott Frost. But I mean, the fact of the matter is it was not trending. It never trended up. Well, let's, let me rephrase that. A lot of times it trended up to about 89% with about a quarter left in the game. And then that trend fell off, which is why we are here right now. I just, I think, you know, if we're all fans of the program, right? It's, it's football, it's bad, whatever it is, but it's the universe. Program over coach. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I think the, the transfer portal sometimes shines a spotlight whether it's accurate or not, that, oh, these players wanted to play for this coach. No, they leave because that coach wasn't doing what they wanted that coach to do for them, right? Uh-huh. So at the end of the day, it's, it's serving your best interests. NIL is a, is a great um, part of that. Not bad. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's a great part of that because it's, it's individual. You're putting yourself first and what your value is. Every single coach thinks that they can win. And if you don't have that attitude, then you're, you're not in the right business. We don't, I don't, I'm not, I can't say it. I don't, I can speak for the two of you. Did you really think that Scott, Coach Scott Frost came in and said, you know what, I'm not going to be able to succeed here? No. But for me, and, and, and this is going to be a meandering, you know, river of, of commentary on this, but for me, the fact that he never, it never quite seemed like he was taking responsibility for anything that was going on. And Bingo. I, you know, and I wanted to kind of like, yeah, I get it. Maybe it's true. We don't know. We don't see it. But my, when you, when I continue, continues to, to point the, the finger, not the thumb, shout out Bo Pelini, but like back to Riley, back to the weight, weight room, back to like, dude, you had an opportunity. And the more I thought about it today in the last four or five hours, every time he did that, he was throwing players that were still with him under the bus. Why would you play for him? Right. Why would you put your best effort? Why would you sacrifice your body, your health, you know, well-being, stuff like that? So I don't know. There's been so much talk about it. Um, and and I, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Was it necessary? Yes. And Zach, to get right back to what you were talking about, Albert's made the tough call. He did it when probably nobody expected him to do it today. And he handled it with professionalism. Pure professionalism and class. You you can't tell me that a coach that is like in, oh, wow, Nebraska job's open. I like, why wouldn't you want to come and have him as your boss, let alone everything else? So there's, you know, I... It's 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 crazy, but if you if you take the rose colored glasses off, you put your Kool Aid down, you step back, and you go back to my initial point. You take his name off that resume, off that whatever it is. There's no question about it. You're moving on. Well, and, yeah, and and a couple things from the presser that uh, Trev specifically mentioned, and I I don't want to say I feel like these are pointed comments, but 
their point of comments. Um, first one that caught my eye was with the next coach, we're not trying to win the press conference. Well, we we've done that in the past and it's, it hasn't worked out for us. So I don't think that means we're not going to get a big fish. I just think that it's, it's, it's going to be down the line. We're not going to make a big deal about it. We're going to get someone that's built programs previously um, on a power five level or group of five level. So that's where I think that one plays in. And the other one is this place will always be bigger than one person. Yeah, that one was huge. And I don't, I do want to get back into into the press conference here in a second too. That that's a huge quote. And there's a couple other ones that really stuck out to me too. Um, but I I don't know if you guys caught the article um, uh, that had Oshan and Tommy Hill's comments in it. But you know they were talking just about things in the locker room and things like that. Um, it's a great article, but Tommy Hill was asked what can we do to make things better? And he said, come together as one team, one circle, uh, something along those lines, instead of two separate groups. And that really struck me just from a player's comments, considering how many times we've heard Frost say, this is the most together we've ever been. If you have players still feeling like there's two different locker rooms almost, and this is the most together you've been, how many how many groups were there last year? What how come we haven't been able to do that? Look at look at Casey Thompson's comments after the game last night. And I'm gonna just kind of paraphrase here. He all he kept coming back to is we were doing our part. We tried to score as many points as we could. We scored this many touchdowns, we got this many first downs, all of these things. Did he once say anything about the defense? No. But do we all know who he was pointing out and what he was saying? Yeah, he's like, you score 42 points in a game, you should win. And taking into account the opponent, you know, obviously we understand that this was the the last straw, so to speak. But no, you're right though. It's that's where that's where I am. I am thoroughly confused. Now let's be honest, and you guys would be the first ones to tell me it doesn't take a lot to confuse me. So I was going to say that, what's new, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so anyway, um, I knew that was, I knew that was, anyway, but just the, you know, speaking of press conferences and Drake, you hit on it, like Frost says, this is our best culture. It really goes back. Just think about, and he was eviscerated all the time. Like, oh, this was the, this is the best Monday practice we've ever had. This, it might as well come out every single time. Said this was the best Monday practice of this week. Holy Why shit. even have a fucking no press conference but, at that point? And that's that's the stuff, like the the hiding of stuff, the 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 naysaying, the almost confrontational style a little bit. Like at least Bo was a little bit entertaining, but people were already starting it last night, and now I think it's maybe squelched a little bit. But it's that whole are we back into this me against the world mentality? No, it, you've got to take Memorial Stadium, you gotta take the fan base, you gotta put it all together. But no. If they can bring those two together, you know, they've got they've got to try, right? They have to. Yeah. It's these guys' future. It's they're also trying out. They're also putting t- resume, putting film down, putting themselves out there so that whatever it might be, transfer, can't take can't take that off the table, NFL job, all these things. 
Well, and, and going back to something that you said, I don't think the fans ever quit on the players. I, I think the fan support has always been there for the players. I think it was just the head guy, unfortunately. Um, I bet if you went, I bet if you went back and you, and you, and people talk about booing at your stadium, blah, blah, blah. But if you count the boos, you're, you're hundred percent right. I don't think maybe last year with special teams a little bit, but they're booing the call of the onside kick, right? They're booing, not going for fourth and one. They're booing, you know, those sorts of things. And, and I want to get into this later on this repetition of it's almost that insanity, right? Of trying to do the same thing over and over and getting, get, expecting a different result of similarities from game to game, season to season. I'd like to kind of get your guys' thoughts on that down the line here. Um, but it's the same thing. They're not booing the players. They're not booing um, things like that. They're, you know, the effort. But I'm scratching my head as an example. Like, okay, what's – and if it goes the wrong way last night, what was the point of putting Smothers out there for one play? Casey was hobbling off. Okay, thank you. That's all. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Right. Give me an, yeah. give me that answer. Okay. So, but again, it's a head scratcher. If you don't see that in context, you have no idea, and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, here we go again. We're doing, you know, so stupid shit. Yes. Well, let's we'll we can get to that later. But I, you know, I, what you said, Zach's 100 right, 100 percent correct. They're not. It's the decision making. It's the decision making. Two other press conference quotes I want to I want to get your guys' take on. One, they're going to be a grinder and not have a lot of hobbies, and I'm paraphrasing that. And two, well, no, you're not though, because Trev then followed up and said, "Exactly, I don't have a lot of other stuff I do." Right? Yeah. I mean, you didn't, mm-hmm. I mean, and he said, "I'm paraphrasing his quote." I just, I, I, I didn't obviously get it word for word. And then I the thought other, you, I thought you nailed it. Just okay. Saying, just Thank saying. you. Thank you. You're welcome. Wow, you guys and, don't know how to take compliments, do you? The other one was we hang around you. The next head coach is going to be a great man of character. And that one, that one really stuck out. Yeah, that was uh when I heard that I mean it's gotta make you think. Um I'm I'm not going to speculate on anything that we've heard. Or any of that bullshit. Tell me, tell Let's, me when I'm. Tell me when a message board's been wrong. I'll wait. <laughs> oh, okay. I just, I, I thought that. <laughs> I, I just, and I'm. I, I was don't trying to like, think of one fits. It's, it's so hard. I don't want to <laughs> dive into like specifically what he's talking about, but that that strikes you right. Like you went it's, out it's of your out way. Of the blue. You went out of your way in a in a press conference after firing a coach to say his replacement is going to have great character i'm not saying that scott does or doesn't i don't i don't want to go down that road that's but neither it, here nor there but it's, it's right a, it's a comment that trev seems to pick his words very very carefully well he's, in that, he's not just going to throw something out there without there being something <laughs> to it well and that's that's a that's a, a a spotlight on someone's leadership right so if if it's hard for if that's if what again we don't know what he means by that we have an idea of what we you know what we know what character is we know what character is but if he's if he can't if trev alberts can't get what he needs from coach frost in terms of character how does he expect frost to get that from his players and we've seen it i i hate to say it but 
you, you almost, we're saying that Alberts chose his words carefully. It was pointed, it was direct, and it was professional. We can all agree on that. We go back to some of Frost's press conference, and it, and, and he got he got raked over the coals on it at the time. So it's not like we're you know we're bringing up anything new, um, but some of the things he said. How often was it putting it out on somebody else? Right. You 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 start to then question like, well, why aren't these players doing X, Y, and Z? Well, do you wonder is he doing X, Y, and Z? And, and now you st- you know the, they'll never be answered, but there's there's a lot of things that you know. But that character going off of what you just said there, like getting that getting it out of the players. I can't. I I received several texts, several tweets, several messages over over the last you know since the end of the game last night, and even during the game. The amount of people who say coaches can't make the tackles for them, coaches can't do this for them, you're right. At a, to a level, execution by the players comes on that. But if they're consistently not executing, then that's 100% on coaching because they can't teach it. Well, there's a, there's a, there's a phrase, and this goes back. You guys, can, you, know, you guys can go back to taking tests in school, right? And the teacher couldn't give you the specific question, but everything they did was teaching to the test. Mm-hmm. And everything that they should be doing at practice should be teaching to the test. I mean, go back to last week. Well, we, we, we've got to get back to more one-on-ones. Like we had this, we had this idea and they, they came in early on. It was like, oh, we're going to do all this periodization. and We're going to do, you know, it's going to be all on tempo. And these guys are going to get ready to go. And it's like, if I spend 37 seconds on something, Am I really getting value out of that? And I'm doing a hundred things. Cause for me, it, it comes down to what were they doing? Well, tell me, I mean, yeah, you could go through, like there's a couple plays that, that were really, really good. And we know that we talked about this last week, the scripted plays were really, really good. But then all of a sudden you've got to have your players prepared. That's what it comes down to for me. You have to have your players prepared. And if, Big picture here, if the defense is too hard for the guys you have, find a way to make that work for those guys because you got some dudes. You got some guys that can play. Shit. Yeah. Look at Buford's interceptions. Like, oh, let me turn my head around and make this play. Boom, right. there's the ball, and I still wreck. Let me make the Odell Beckham one-handed, falling back, leaping interception. That's yeah. just pure athleticism. But, he, again, he was in the right place at the right time. Find yeah. a way to put your players in position. I don't know. I yeah. Zach, you got it's, asked this question today, and I, I, I want you to answer it. Uh, is no. there any chance Mickey makes changes on the defensive side of the ball? That's one question I saw asked of you. And then I saw another one. Any, any way Mickey is the guy at the end of the season moving forward? You know, I'm glad that uh, – I forgot who asked that question, but I'm really glad that they did ask that question because – I do feel like Mickey is going to get a chance to show what he can do as a leader of the program, because I feel like outside of being an experienced head coach who has built a roster and everything previously, he doesn't have that experience, obviously, but he is a man of character. Um, He's a leader of men. A lot of things that Trev looks for and, and had mentioned Mickey does fit that bill. He's going to get a nine game tryout basis. 
to see how he can conduct a program. And I think that's, he's put in a good position. And I, I, I don't mean that lightly um, because it sucks that a coach lost his job. But here's the thing. The roster that Mickey is taking over is a talented roster. There, it's, let's not act like there's no talent there. Schematically on the defensive side of the ball, they've got to get a lot of things figured out. I mentioned this earlier on one of the spaces, things on Twitter or fucking whatever it is. Um, you've seen multiple times the D tackle and the linebacker were in the same gap. So, of course, they were getting gashed right and left. That's To me, that's schematically something that is wrong. Our, our players aren't seeing or reading correctly. Why is that? Um so th- those are some of the things that I, you know is kind of concerned about there. Um, Can I jump in with a counterpoint real quick, though? Yeah, go right um, in my and I I kind of referenced him before on the radio show, but my buddy my buddy Luke asked me the exact same question or the the point. Mickey Jones never been a head coach anywhere, right? He's a dynamic, fantastic recruiter. He's 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 the grinder, right? Let's just take that term. Like he's done it. I mean, he was at Wayne State. He was at small schools in the southeast. He was at, you know, he's worked his way up. And everywhere, and Mickey Joseph, both. I mean, yeah, they're, they're yeah. both grinders. So everywhere, everywhere he's been, his players, and I'm going to pay say his players specifically wide receivers in this instance, right? The thing is, he's also never been a coordinator, so there was no there was no hiding the fact that when he came in, and we all thought, I think we 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 all talked about it, you know, going back to our very first podcast when we broke out right open the church doors with priscilla joseph that we i thought that he was going to be the recruiting coordinator and all of a sudden now he's the assistant or the associate head coach what does that usually lead to well here we are right now you know today Mm -hmm. that's what it leads to i just does so i'm going to just kind of go forward here like it's got a it's a tryout form my question will be though and the only he can tell us does he want the job or is he the type of person, is he the coach that understands his value, what he likes to do, getting to know the boys, the guys, the men, right? Being a leader of men, just like you said, Zach, um, being that father figure at times, being an uncle, whatever it takes, building those relationships. Is he, does he like that role? Is he better in that role? Or does he actually want to be the head coach of Nebraska Corners? I mean, it's talk about a career defining moment. It was for Frost. I don't know, honestly, if he took it as that, though. It's like, oh, they want me. I'm going to play hard to get a little bit. But I think there's enough people that come, would come in, and Joseph is one of those. That like, damn, I mean, given this opportunity, I'm not going to take it for granted. That's just my take on it from, you know, 62 miles away from Lincoln. What's going on, children of the corn? Zach here. I'm doing our weekly read for Manscaped. Um fabulous company uh fabulous products from the lawnmower 4.0 to the weed whacker the crop preserver to those are the main things i've used um the lawnmower 4.0 absolutely fabulous waterproof i believe as well so um definitely get yourself one uh the performance package 4.0 is what they sent over to us so um highly 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 recommended 
Also, if you use our promo code CORNCHURCH, you get 20% off as well as expedited shipping as well. I think I got mine in like two days. So um, absolutely phenomenal. Plus, if you get the performance package, you also get a pretty badass travel bag as well as a set of boxers and I think a t-shirt as well. So um, highly, highly, highly recommend them. Um, Once again, 20% off as well as expedited shipping. If you use our promo code corn church. So ladies and gentlemen, be sure to take advantage of it and uh, enjoy the show. Have a good one, everybody. Give or take seven miles. So I think Mickey does have a, does have a shot. Um, if I wouldn't put a high percentage on it because of some of the things that are going against him, but I'm, I'm not going to count Mickey out. I definitely think he does have a, shot at being the next head coach i i i've said it before every ad regardless if they've ever hired a football head coach before they've got a list everyone's got a list in that right drawer how long is it probably 10 15 names long but it's you have to do your due diligence as an ad of a power five program and i think too if Mickey doesn't get it at the end of the day, I think they're doing everything they can to keep him on staff with that new guy too. You almost have to, I almost think you have to keep uh, Mickey's a must keep. Uh, Whipple, if you can, obviously, like, if, you if, can, he wa- yeah. if he wants to go, he, he's going to go. let him do his thing. I understand that. I think either way, this interim job for him for the next nine games is going to set that career path that you've done on a higher upswing. Yeah, I think you are, and I don't know, Zach, if you were going to maybe say Whipple too. Um, whatever it is, and if Whipple stays, that's fine. My my biggest thing, and you know, you said that Trev has a list, and it might as well be a great time. We can kind of go through who we would like to see. I don't. Nobody has any idea, right? But <laughs> I'm going to set the. I mean, I predicted me, this, but no big deal. Well, you were also annoyed. <laughs> you were annoyed at the profit yesterday. I heard it. You have the receipts of the podcast from the radio show yesterday. Yeah, I got to so put that out. Still, I haven't edited that together. I can't take that away. I mean, like it's what maybe we hold Nothing. that. Maybe we hold that because we were predicting a win. <laughs> so was yeah. everyone else at twenty-two and a half points. So you know. Anyway, I just for which me, by the way, interesting line coming up next week at eight and a half. What? The line next week's only eight and a half. Nope. Have you ever seen, you ever seen a, that fucking line? Have you ever seen a rocket take off and it just goes straight up? Because that's where that line is going. <laughs> like, yeah. oh my god. Oh. Um, but dude, but I I saw the line like an hour before before the announcement. So maybe Vegas already knew. That's yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, but for me and Joseph fits this in a way, and if Whipple stays on, that's great. But there's a lot of I want a coach who isn't the, oh, this guy has this scheme, this guy has this offense, the next flash in the pan. I was reading something and somebody said, all of the all of the offenses in college football right now are dynamic and really, really good, right? Football's changed and people are pretty much caught up to it. What is this, what's the defining factor? A really good defense. Because <laughs> if you've got to win, if you've got to win seven to three, you got to take it, right? Now, sometimes Mm -hmm. it hurts because you lose 10 to 7. But my point is, I want this coach that's a coach. It doesn't need to be this flash-in-the-pan offensive genius. But I also don't want him to be like, 
oh, the only thing he knows is defense. I want a coach. And if that coach is willing to, I'm going to find the best person. So here's another question for you before we get into who we think it might be. What's Vance Joseph doing right now? Does he, there's an assistant spot open. I'm going to, is he coaching? Does he come in just He's to be? He's still with Arizona. He's still with okay. Arizona. Okay. DC. Okay. I, that okay. was just, it's, it's stuff that I've seen, right? Yeah. Stuff that I've seen, but it's not, I'm not saying he comes in and he takes over. Zach, Zach is shaking his head. He's, he's literally threatening me through the, through the screen right now. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not scared, but anyway, um, I will never now, see him in person Zach, again. Um, yeah. Uh, so, but you know go. what I'm getting at, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, you kind of know what I'm getting at. It's like, why not put the best people around you? That's what I want this next coach to do. That's yes. what I want this next coach yes. to do. And Vance hey. Joseph has experience. If he can be a bug in his ear and just talk to him in his office, so be it, as an example. Yep. All right. So I got another two-part question here from Rob Schaefer, and this one's a really great set of questions. This is a great question. Yeah, it is. Uh, which yes, formerly great college program has gone through what we have and returned to greatness. What was their plan and how do we emulate it? Can it even be done? I got two examples. Tell I me got several. Way. Go for them. Mine are Oklahoma and Alabama. Okay. You know because who else I add into that? USC. Free Pete Carroll. Yeah. Yeah. And my, my thing for Alabama, the example is, because I've, I've gone back to this because it, it always comes back to Nebraska and five stars, is – going back to whatever the year was Julio Jones was the five-star that Alabama got. And I think it may have been under Saban. Saban was the second year when he, when he was at Alabama. And it's not like he was, he was just beaten down from Michigan state and, or anything like that. Right. He, he was successful in different places, but he got Julio Jones and then started to come in and then things started to change a little bit, but they were down. Oklahoma was down quite a ways before Bob Stoops, but it's not like Bob Stoops was, Bob Stoops was this, you know, here I go, FCS, whatever, you know, lower level coach that came in and did really well. And then was, was his, you know, the water, you know, head of water type of thing. Those, those are the two for me that I think if you look at that, it's possible. Zach, do you have any schools in mind? Yeah. Bama was the one I was kind of thinking of just because they did go through a pretty, I don't want to say pretty down spell, but they had their down spell for a while. And then the, you know, Saban thing kind of rolled through and they've been okay ever since. Um, it's, it's kind of hard to think of a Nebraska is still a blue blood, even though I it's, got a, cu- it's I got a teetering, couple other ones actually. That's why I'm, I'm trying to think of some other ones, maybe a Notre Dame, but Notre Dame hasn't been really down. Notre Dame hasn't been down, but you could throw in Michigan. They were down bad. Yeah, that's bit. true. With run, the Rich Rod and yeah. um, what was uh, Big Boy's name? What was Brady Hoke? Brady Hoke. Yep, and that was a Michigan guy, and apparently always got to get and, a Michigan. I mean, you man. can do that with Notre Dame and Charlie Weiss too. Um, I Texas prior to Mac Brown coming back, coming in. You can you can survive multiple bad hires in a row it it it's not going to kill the university it will tarnish it eventually if the same person that's leading the athletic department stays around that's the difference now is trev and i said this trev is not going to fuck around with this hire this Mm -hmm. is a business it it wasn't ran like a business previously trev's not going to fuck around and bring in urban meyer who has multiple 
and it's a pattern at this point of problems that have followed him. He's and they're, they're obviously bad enough problems that he's getting forced out after winning titles. Yeah, it's you, it's you don't kick somebody out with minor minor problems. No, he's not parking in the wrong parking space. He's he's yeah. he's doing some shit that I'd rather not go down that road on. Right. That's just not a hire that's going to happen. It's not feasible, and I don't see that being even an interview that happens. No, but there are several great candidates out there and like i said this morning the who are we going to get thing that that's no longer an option we, we we're not doing that anymore that that just that's isn't a thing tired Does, weak argument in my are you opinion. over are you over the thing too that i'm so tired of the well it's you got to have connection to nebraska why a good football coach is a good football coach it's probably in fact right now in fact i think we i think we should avoid people yes. with I, I released a top list today, a top 10 list, and it's changing by the minute, right? Okay. Like I'm, I'm constantly, okay, Letterman. I'm constantly thinking of new names or whatever, but I did throw on two guys, Urban Meyer and Zach Taylor at nine and 10, Zach at nine, Urban at 10. And I said, no specific order except for these two at the bottom. And Zach Taylor, my problem with Zach Taylor is one, very little college experience, none as a recruiter, none as a coordinator. And he has Nebraska ties, and I think we need to get away from that. And then Urban Meyer, obviously, is Urban Meyer. Well, we know for a fact that Urban Meyer is ready to grind, and that hits to one of Trev's, you know, mm-hmm. oh, come on. That was that was timing. It was perfect. Let's no, just- I was scooping you. That's what oh. I was doing there, Fitz. I was, I was <laughs> scooping the taint. You show, I, <laughs> you know, like Urban does to college girls in bars. Did you prefer me to say Gooch? That's what it's called. I've earned that from I'm just Jack trying ass. to figure out how many times that word's been used on a okay. podcast. Um, and I don't think it's very many. <laughs> yeah. Zach, there, there's one last <laughs> quote that I got from Trev um, in regards Personally? to Mickey. No, just during the press conference. And this is another one that I thought carries a lot of weight was I've instructed Mickey to run this as the head coach. If he has to make changes, we will support any and all. I did yeah. not see nor hear that. That is it, damning. Wow. It, well, it, it sounds like he's given him twice. full he, autonomy he of twice. the program. It's his program right now. Yes. And that's why he was given the associate head coach tag when he was brought here, that there was a chance that, he's going to have to run this program. I don't think any of us thought it was going to be fucking three weeks into the season, technically <laughs> two weeks into the season. I don't think any of us thought that. No. Um, but, but here we are. So I think I said it earlier, and this is my honest thoughts on there is it is as tough as it's going to be. We got to ride it out the rest of the year. It is what it is. Uh, I, I talked to some of the players and I won't get into specifics or who I reached out to or talked to or anything like that. And I feel that's who I feel bad for is the players and all this, you know, the players are the ones that, yeah, it sucks. Someone's losing their job, but they're, they're losing that. The kind of head guy that may have gotten them to the, to the program. So mm-hmm. those are the guys that I kind of feel for. Um, but Mickey seems like a dude, they'll be able to rally behind. And I don't think they'll have any problem there. I think someone did ask what would it take for Mickey to get that job? 
If I had to put a number on it, I think he's probably got to go over 500, maybe seven wins on the season. And he really keep the um, recruiting class together. If they can do those things, I think it gives him a better shot. I don't know that, I mean, barring going 9-0, and I don't know that there's a win-loss total that keeps this keeps it for him. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to put a number on it, but it yeah. just where it would make everybody feel good and okay about the choice. We know what the, we now know what the metrics were, though. Not losing to Georgia Southern, we can just put that out there. Yeah, I mean, so we don't we're not going to know the metrics on 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 Mickey Joseph. You know, you and I don't know that there are metrics. No, on, no, there. No, I, like, I agree. My question is: Do you think? Do you think? What do you think the conversation was with Joseph? Trevin Joseph, but before the press conference, you know, so did he talk to him? Would did he talk to Joseph first and say, Hey, Mickey, here's the deal. We're making, I'm making the change today, just so you're aware. I don't expect you to talk. I don't expect you to whatever. I'm going to do this. Or, and then, you know, what do you think that, because you guys brought up the metrics, right? We get that. But what do you think that, what do you think that conversation was? You know, he gave him the autonomy. You, you gave that quote, yeah. which is huge, but like, I don't, thinking, I don't know like, if he tells Mickey before he tells Scott, right? Like, I'd, you, we can get into the text messaging with the wrestling team or whatever. Trev's obviously grown <laughs> from that. Um, yeah. Trev has grown from that. I don't think, and I think he has enough respect for Scott. And oh, not, that he, not that he didn't have respect before, but I don't think he's having that conversation with Mickey before. Well, to and, be fair, you only break up with someone by text only once. <laughs> then you got to grow up and do it by phone. Yeah. Then, 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 you know, the ramifications. <laughs> um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they hadn't had prior conversations about this. Right. Um, not Mickey's necessarily. Old, Mickey's older, right. Mickey's yeah. been around. He's got more experience. I think, I think those were more, dare I say, like adult conversations in a way. Yeah. I mean, he, he was, Mickey was on notice. That's why he was associate head coach. So I think, Mickey has known, hey, if and when we make this change, you have 100% autonomy moving forward until you, until you don't. So what do you do if you're Mickey Joseph, both of you right now? You're Mickey Joseph. You have, pre- you have a par- players meeting tonight. You're meeting with your coaches. What are you saying? It's Oklahoma week. It's Oklahoma week. We gotta we gotta move past the bullshit. Just just, just fight. Just get out and yeah. fight and we, play we and scratch either... and claw and yeah, you know, he's gotta do his best version of peace with inches. We are Marshall and remember the Titans all in one, right? Yeah, we're not going out in front of our fans on Saturday to play Oklahoma and lose. We're going out there to win. We'll scheme accordingly. I'm the man leading out there. Let's get after it. And if you I mean, love that's the me, only way you can do you it. love Scott, let's go prove him wrong, right? Like, that's hey, a rallying cry, too. You know, you... A fucking pity party. That's not going to do anybody any no. good. Yeah. I mean, we can, can I sit think, here and pout, I, but fuck that going to do. And I think just, the, the, just based on his experience, you know, we don't know him, but based on his experience, he knows what it takes to compete at this level. He knows, you, you're yes, you want to play for a coach, but you're not, you know, it's bigger than that. I think the thing that Joseph's going to do is he's really going to rely on the guys that are standing next to him, those coaches, right? He's going to say, Whipple, set up a game plan, figure out what you need to do that 
we're going to be able to put Oklahoma in some compromising positions. And no, I'm not talking about the back of a Volkswagen. I've got to give the shout out to Mall Rats every time that clip. It's, it's it's awesome, Drake. You should see that movie. But anyway, I put, don't take a lot of advice from you. It's a good idea. You well, shouldn't. you got the you got the plastic surgery I recommended. But anyway, um, I <laughs> I don't know. I, my point is, I think no, 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 no. I want to go Joseph, down that rabbit hole yeah. now. Yeah, I'm not gonna um, fucking let you. What slide are you hitting on that. that over there, old man? That was an ill-timed joke, and I thought it was going to come off better than that. So anyway, moving <laughs> on. Um, I guess I'm not, is not the funny guy. <laughs> so, but I, I just think he's in there. He's telling his players, "We trust you, and you guys. It's it's on you right now." Like you said, though. The coaches can't be out there, but we're going to try to put you in the best position possible. And yeah, I think- and I think that's part of what, again, going back to the press conference, maybe a new voice, maybe a new vision entirely. Uh, I don't want to get into what the difference of their vision is going to be, but if anybody on in that room can force this team to rally around itself, it's Mickey. Yeah, I mean, I I said Whipple, and the only reason I said Whipple was because of previous experience running running a program. I'm completely fine with um, Mickey getting it, and I think it's rightfully deserved. We'll see what he does. But I think the only reason it's not Whipple is when it's more than one game, they don't really go with the coordinator, right? They. I was going to say he's the coordinator, but here's the that's the key, though, in my opinion is there was obviously a, a, a chism between Frost and Whipple. Frost chism, didn't... chism. Chasm. I just want to say chism. Okay, 12-year-old. I had a baked potato. All right, day. finish you your point, then let's get into our list, the fun part that everybody wants to, wants to hear. Zach, that taint funny anymore. Knock it off. <laughs> so, but you that, that divide... I'm not going to try to name the tool song again because I obviously messed up the word, but the it's the fact that if Whipple coordinates the offense, Drake, you're 100% correct. But I just think there was whether, you know, when Trev pretty much said, hey, you've got to make some changes, maybe with a little bit of let's find a veteran, let's find a, a proven offensive coordinator type of thing. You know, I, I feel I, like I don't, Whipple's also running the defense. <laughs> that's a, that's amazing what do you mean well you can't give up fucking 700 yards to georgia southern so i feel like uh they just somebody who's whipple never run the defense, defense too clearly so whipple whipple walks in this is the perfect timing whipple walks in and says i'm the captain fucking, now is that chuck it football that's what we're gonna do well now it's now it is gonna get interesting because you know it if they yeah, make you, a move on the defensive side you're losing a coordinator and a position coach potentially because we all assume that's what's going to happen. Do you elevate Fisher to coordinator and bring a guy like Wes Fleming in to coach the DBs? That's my, I was thinking about that before. What's the, what's the ripple effect now? I didn't say ripple effect. I said ripple effect. Well, but now, okay. So Mickey's now an interim head coach that opens up an assistant position who off of the, Oh, he's still going to run the wide receivers. No, no, but there's a position, there's a coaching position open. So oh, does who gets elevated to now on field coaching? Who's that who becomes that next assistant? That's where when you mentioned Wes Fleming, 
Shout out yeah. to former guest, right? Great podcast. Go back and listen to it. But, you know, is it somebody like that or is there somebody else with more experience to, who comes in there? Because I, I, I think right now, is Chenander out? I'd say yes. I don't think he's going to be retained by any stretch of the imagination, but he's got to put his entire focus on bringing that defense back together. He's got to, he's got to heal some things, right? So who's going to come in and maybe help coach? Is it somebody to be able to work with linebackers? Because isn't that what he was kind of, was he? Yeah, he was helping out with the outside linebackers. I, I don't which, know. I don't know what you do here. I, I don't is, know that you replace your, anybody either. You might not even replace anybody. Well, and it's, yeah, it's not replacing. You just add somebody in, though, another voice, right? Another, yeah. somebody that's going to be ability. week by week at this point. It's true. You, you can't get, you can't have Saturday happen again. If no. you see, if you have Saturday happen again, and let's say this Saturday, God for fucking bid, it gets out of hand. You, you could see the next guy get axed. Yeah. It's I, just, you can't let shit get out of hand. You've got to control what you can control at this point. That's yeah. something that DB says all the time. And it's, it's true. Control what you can control. Don't AJ listen Allen to what's going on. It out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the other, you know, the other voice though, that I think they need to rely on a lot. And we haven't even talked about it yet. And shut up both of you because it's just a pure coincidence is Bill Bush for special teams, right? I thought you were going to say Tony Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> that dude's got the biggest head. For he has a tumor, dude. He's he's a deformity. Fucking dick. Have you seen his giant banana hands, though? Yeah. <laughs> Same problem. And they bought the one to put him up. Jesus, like, banana hands. Fucking shallow house. Such a good movie. Anyway, uh, Fitz, go ahead. Keep making fun of the guy on your the sailboat. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Fitz is, Fitz is done. I'm absolutely crying right now. But Bill Bush can so be a voice. You right? made fun of him. <laughs> Bill I Bush. was going invite, to invite Fitz to the Tony Robbins seminar in the Florida Keys, but. Definitely fuck wouldn't you. fucking do that. I'm, not I'm sorry, that's going to go well. I'm not buying a timeshare from <laughs> Bill Bush, though. He doesn't he can sell be... timeshares. He can, he can be a... That's what you buy when you go to Florida Keys. You can, he could he's be a, a motivational speaker, Fitz. You fucking think he sells timeshares? Do you know who Tony Robbins is? Yes, I, I don't think he Tony does. Robbins is. Yes, I know who Tony the Robbins The guy sells is. books. He doesn't need to sell timeshares, you jackass. <laughs> anyway. All right, let's jump into uh, Bill Bush. We get Scott it. Frost for losing his you job think, today too, you, you asshole. On nine eleven, nonetheless. Do you think? Well, here's the deal, though. That relationship's already there. Oh my god, so, uh, <laughs> relationships already there. Mickey Joseph is. No, I'm going to bite my tongue. I'm not has say to it. lean. Has to lean on Bill Bush, don't you think? I mean, he's he's got a lot of experience. He's been. I mean, it better not be on he, fucking Tom Osborne. Who who are okay. Who are your let's let's see if or Matt Davidson? Oh my God! Thank you. That motherfucker should be gone. That's I I I that should be thumbing in the wheeze and it should be Scott Hold on, hold on, hold on, that bald motherfucker out with him. Hold on, hold on. This is a legitimate question. Do you think Matt Davidson defends him so hard during the games on all his shows 
because he's best friends with Scott or because his job security is tied to Scott? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, door number B, job security. Well, it's 100% job security. Yeah, uh, just so you know, B is not a number. Can't believe they let you teach our kids, Fitz. Huh, that's interesting. Someone can't do math. Or English. Yep, or English is bad. All right, uh, let's jump into the lists. Fitz, do you, do you guys want to do five? Do you want to do three? What do you want to do? Let's I think let's do three. I think we're gonna have crossovers, so we might let's as well just go. go let's just go a few rounds and, and see where it. Yeah, yeah Fitz, right. give us give us your three. You know, A B Q. Yeah. <laughs> I figured that's how you counted a three. I was waiting for Roman numerals. Oh, oh well, you're old enough. I, <laughs> I, 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 I. I. Let's go. Zing. Throw out a name in no in no particular order. Throw out throw out somebody that you have on your short list. Uh Lane Sleepful. Okay. Why? Oh, thank you for the opportunity to speak. Um and and I don't want to yes, he was at Nebraska, I get that, but he was a recruiting on campus recruiting coordinator. Right. So he was under Solish. Okay. We're talking. So we're going back 20 some years, but he's a Don't Wisconsin. Like that's my point. Getting past the, he's a Wisconsin native, grew up on that. You know, let me just yeah, let me bring Barry your, Alvarez. No, no, yeah, no, no. But let me bring no, in the stop, family. Stop, stop, stop. Let me bring this comparison because it, it, it makes a lot of sense. Think about it yes, usually doesn't Washington, Washington State goes in and upsets Wisconsin. Dickert, the coach, and pretty much Zach on most occasions, is from Wisconsin. And they talked about it on the on the on the broadcast all the time. But he just it's he has an idea, right? That idea of what the Big Ten is. That's my point of what Lance Lance Leopold is. He he grew up there. He knows Big Ten football because my big thing is my my coaches you're the coach part. He's not the head coach, though, right? You've got to have you've got to have this mindset. So anyway, Lance Leopold, Leopold, Leopold. Sorry, um, he's been successful where he went. He's two and zero right now at Kansas. Did a good job at Buffalo in a short stint. I just think that if you so can, if I give you, you my pushback. Yeah, this is what this is okay. for. It's called the discussion. Yeah. Here's my Don't pushback yell at on me him. anymore. I'm Stop yelling. yelling at me. I'm going to fucking beat the shit out of you in studio on Saturday. Oh, I like this. Here's my pushback. Yes, he has more overall experience. <laughs> but at the end of the day, he still has doesn't have a proven track record of head coach success and definitely not at a power five. And it's going to be an experiment with just an older guy as Mike Riley or Scott Frost. That's that's fine. You just asked me to give you a couple names, dude. I know. I'm I'm. We're having the discussion. Zach, throw out a name. And we're gonna yell at you, obviously. Jesus uh, that's fine. Nice. I I can deal with it. Yes, you know. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I will go. Uh, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go with a guy that I feel like is on everybody's short list. I feel like it's an easy name, Dave Aranda. I love Dave Aranda. I like that one too. I don't I, think it's. I don't happen, think it's. But yeah, I, I, I give it, you some. I feel I like that's got to be the one. Back? But oh yeah, I guess I'll let you. He was on my list too. <laughs> Fuck. Well, I, I guess that's not gonna work. I, 
he doesn't have a very long power five track record as a head coach, but he's already shown enough success. He's done it. He's now. What's his previously? Fortune, What's his big deal? He, he coaches wins. defenses, right? He wins <laughs> and he coaches defense. And That's... he saved Baylor from a very similar situation to the guy I'm going to throw out, Bill really? O'Brien, oh. who saved Penn State in the darkest times, took him to two bowl games. And he spent 90% of his football career under the two best football coaches that exist and Bill Belichick and, and Nick Saban. But, but, but they only scored 20 points against Texas yesterday. I'm kidding. I'm I kidding. I don't, I'm I don't kidding. understand that conversation that was had. Like Texas is one of the best recruiters year in and year out. Like, okay. okay. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this right now. If Nebraska can do what Texas did yesterday and get the game to that way against Oklahoma, go for it, right? Yeah. Do what you do it. Do it. Yeah. Make it ugly. Get it, you know, and they were down. They got mullet wasn't even playing in the second half in the back. Wasn't playing in the second quarter. Had a, had a like, and he was running, but he was, he said, he you know was what? running. Let's, <laughs> let's, Fitz, give me another pick. He, um don't, I almost, don't legit, no, no, legitimately I stopped myself short because I almost said Forrest Gump after you said that. That's why I was I I, I paused. He I was running. The he's tired. He's gonna Chris, go home now. Chris Chris Kleiman is somebody Kansas I love State. that one. Yes, and I love that one. It's he's again, what did you say? two names ago and it's really the he's one right he's a winner yes scott frost was a winner but it's still it was a very small sample size as a head coach right and he was five and seven and then he went whatever 13 14 and 0, whatever it was there were some things that had to go his way i mean they could have lost that season the memphis game very easily they were winning we know that for a fact yeah. and look We've and talked about this at the beginning. 52 UCF cupboards were... weren't bare when he got there. I've been saying that two years before he got there, they went 10 and two. Yeah, yeah Georgia and just and lost the kids. That's it. Yeah, that he, was the problem. He, did. he was, yeah, he was grandpa from the Simpsons and he just was walking in the door, yeah. walking out every day. And this um, isn't an indictment of Scott Frost. I don't want no, to no, no. No, no. I just think, I just think that, that Chris Kleiman, there's, there's a track record of winning. Yes. Multiple and, national titles. And, and so you know how to win. We've got we the Huskers. That team has to find a way to win. They've got to have somebody lead them to a win so they can look back. If there's a game defining moment in this Oklahoma game, I don't care if it's in the second quarter, and you can tell that the coaching staff, Mickey Whipple, probably on the offensive side of the ball, makes that choice, then I think we're in good business, but Chris Kleiman is a hard-nosed, in-the-trenches type of coach. He has a foundation of running the ball. I mean, again, this is it's the connective tissue here is almost disgusting to a point, but look how much Adrian Martinez has been under center, right? He's under center, and they get it to your guy, Zach. You love Deuce down at Kansas State. You've talked about it on the podcast. He's a stud, right? And he's very good, yes. That guy, I mean, but just let's just say for just argument's sake, what we're doing here in our little round table. Think about Anthony Grant 
and he's probably gone. But oh, let's just fast forward then. My God, think about AJ Allen playing in, in what Chris Kleiman wants to do, and he's going to bring in a guy that is going to do what is going to probably be best for the team based on those players. That's how I I look at that stuff. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I think he's he's a name that is is going to be at the top you know he's the top of my list but he's a name that everybody's throwing out there and i don't i mean but at the end of the day though think about all these and you're going to give some more names but are you telling me that chris Kleiman wouldn't consider eight million a year to come to nebraska new facilities look at the players that are here already you know it's who doesn't want to and then to be able to say in three or four years look what i did for nebraska you could write your own freaking ticket so, all right, I'm done. Zach, who's your next? Should I just I give my number one? Show. I sure. give my number one. I mean, is it Lane, I, is it Lane Kiffin? It's, it's Kiffin. Yeah, Kiffin's <laughs> yeah. my guy. That's obviously my number one. I was on the, I was on the Lane train hard last year when I, I, I hate saying it, but I thought Frost should have been let go last year. He wasn't. He was retained. Trev gave him every chance to succeed. Um. But he should have been gone last year. It is what it is. I don't want to shit on the guy anymore. He's he's already got enough shit going on. I just can, feel like can I, let me can I interject real quick? Sorry, you can go back to Lane in a second. We talked about how well Trev did at the press conference. We you said it before that those were the two hardest decisions. The UNO and now letting go Frost. Did he make a mistake last year, not letting Frost go? And you can come back to it if you want to, but you you talk you kind of said it like you said you thought he should have been let go last year. Do you think Trev would have that helped him? Would have it made it easier, or is he now better prepared to make the coaching hire now? No, because Trev specifically said we want to give Scott every chance to succeed, and they did. They literally let him go nuclear on one side of the ball and bring in an entire new staff of highly qualified coaches with proven track records of development. They gave him that opportunity. And the problem is you just can't lose against Georgia Southern. That's, that's, and you can't do that. You're, you out talented them by leaps and bounds, but you lost them on the field, which is where it matters. Yeah. You, you couldn't scheme to beat Georgia Southern who is first year under a new coach going from a, option-based offense to a air raid offense and you couldn't figure out a way to beat them you couldn't figure out a way to scheme up to allow 35 or less points you couldn't figure out a way that this loss was not on the offense this loss was on the other side of the ball it's it's just fuck it gets tiring how account how how much accountability do you think Scott had for Chinanda? Do you think there was kind of just carte blanche, like, hey, you do what you've got to do, I trust you? Because I, I I don't he, think there was said, accountability anywhere that's, in the okay. in the program. And that's is that the character comment from Trev? Part of it? Do you think it comes down like connects to that? I I, I think there's there's correlation there somewhere. Yeah. Um. Again, and I don't I don't want to you know beat a dead horse i none of what we're talking about is an indictment on frost beyond it just didn't work out no matter how much we all wanted it to him including um my next coach hang on i'm gonna interrupt you 
because I interrupted Zach. Why Lane and why do you think he'd even consider coming here? I'm curious. I'm legitimately curious about this. And I know our seven is dead as two. Nebraska tie spits. Oh, there it is. God damn it. Great. Ah, uh, son of a bitch. You got me. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Old Kiffins are, uh, they have some ties here. Actually, I believe uh, Kiffin was born here in Lincoln. Uh, so that's why he's, he's a hometown boy and he's got to come back home to revive this program from, from its, its former glory. Um, no, I, I, I Kiffin, look at what he did last year. I mean, Kiffin sorry. has seen some very high highs and some very low lows in his coaching career. He's had very high profile jobs from USC to Tennessee. Um, I mean, to the Raiders, I mean, he's had numerous opportunities. Now he's at Ole Miss. He strikes me as a guy that can do it in a niche market. Nebraska is a niche market. You're the only show. I feel like he's got the personality to be able to, you see what he's doing down at Mississippi. Come to the SIP. They've got a whole brand built on it. What he's doing down there with Ole Miss has been pretty high, you know, under certain coaches, but what he's able to do, it feels like something different is going on down there. Now that they just signed him to a giant deal, that's going to be a problem. We also have all year to bullshit about this. So this isn't going to be a quick coaching search. I mean, we might hear by December. Yeah. Maybe December after the black Friday game, it's standard because Legitimately, are they going to? Are they playing in the Big Ten championship? Well, no, but you really you might not be able to make an announcement on who it is till after the conference that, championships. That team, yeah, and that stuff. I I like. I mean, if if they would entertain Lane Kiffin, I think he's he's been around, right? He's been around some really good coaches. Um, he went to the Saban School of Rebounds. There's a little <laughs> the rehabilitation program. That is, it's like whispering shores of Alabama. They go and they can't <laughs> leave until they're checked out. But I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not against it. I, it's just, you, you say that name four years ago and we're, you know, there's no way in hell. But I think right now, and the fact of the matter is, he stands up for his players. He stands up for the program. He's, you know, stands up for yeah. the conference. And that's my question. Do you want to be Ole Miss and just scraping and clawing and maybe competing in the in the in the SEC, or do you want to be the guy that takes Nebraska over the top like he's? That's I I, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think Zach? Do you think Kiffin would if Trev set up a meeting with him, went through the whatever it is? Do you think Lane would even entertain it? I think you have to entertain and it's like any job opportunity. You could be making a million dollars at a job, but you have to entertain any opportunity that's presented to you. I feel like with the potential that Nebraska has. Well, now, yeah. I mean, let's Nebraska is still a better job than Ole Miss. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. I mean, the only thing, and this is up for debate at best. The only I thing that, that, that they're in the SEC. So they're making a little bit more money, but I, I know that was before the TV deal. I think it's goddamn near. I think the Big Ten is now making more, but either like 10 way, million the more, but it'll bounce back. I'm sure. Yeah, it all balances out in the end, but it's just you have the opportunity to bring Nebraska back to its former glory. I, I honestly, 
you know, I'm not expecting nineties teams. And that's, that's what I want to make clear. I'm not expecting that. And someone brought up expectations. I think it was Johnny who brought up expectations. And honestly, I feel like the expectations of Nebraska fans aren't to win national titles anymore. I feel like it's give me division titles and be competitive in the division. I feel like that's, that's kind of where we're at. Give me, give me an average eight win season, eight to 10 win season. Um, always be in the fight for the, our side of the division every, you know, three to four years. If you can be in the um, championship, great. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't feel like expectations are out of the, out of the park or anything. Do you guys? No, ab- absolutely not. And also, Fitz, you touched on this at the beginning. Like, if you're a coach and you take this job and you don't think you can win here, then you, A, you should have never taken the job, and B, you're not the right guy for the job. I don't think there's any coach that's on anybody's short list for this job that wouldn't like the opportunity to be the guy who brought us back to glory, right? There's no competitor out there other than, you know, maybe Nick Saban and maybe Dabo Sweeney because they've already done their shit that is like, mm, no. I think Urban Meyer would jump at the chance if, if it was a real opportunity for him. I think Bob Stoops would entertain it. Now, would Bob Stoops take it? Probably not, but I think he... I think anybody would entertain him. He'd be a name you have to at least call. Yeah. I mean, and you know, his brother Mark is one of the guys on my, in my uh, long extended list down at uh, Kentucky, right? Yep. Yeah. He's done, Uh, he's done a lot of really good things since he's been down there and developing that program. Here's a guy that I think the recruiting stand for Mark Stoops, like whoever he has on staff. And we know one of the guys who left uh, Vince, Vince Morrow. Vince Morrow, yeah. But the recruiting's been there. They've gotten guys in. They, you know, they do some things. Uh, Drake, what would you? What's another name? I've got an. I've got another one that I haven't heard yet. Uh, I'm going with Hugh after Freeze. you. Hugh Freeze down at Liberty. Uh, he did just sign a long-term deal, a bigger Mr. deal. Freeze, but it's big in terms of Liberty. Three million dollars a year annually. I think Trev knows he's going to have to pay somebody seven to eight minimum probably closer and that was actually brought up in the presser too yeah he he said he knows what it takes his Um, exact terms was market value mm -hmm. he talked about being being connected to market value it does Hughes freeze meet the character requirement if we're going to use that right now i think lane also has that problem though (laughs) so that's i I guess that's where it swayed me like i'm okay with lane (laughs) here here here's the thing with Hugh freeze here, here's the thing that you kind of got to take him at his word. Game day did a story on him a couple of years ago about his rebound down at Liberty, you know, private religious institution. He seems, he paints the picture of seemingly have turned his it. life around. Yeah. He found it. Um, dude, I, I, I tweeted out a video of him talking about their game last week. The guy can flat out coach football and he He's somebody that cares in every locker room you've ever seen him in control of. He's in control of, which is and important. He, I mean, that's what you could recruit you at Ole Miss. Yeah, which is ironic though. The fact that both of those guys <laughs> was it Ole Miss Kiffin. or Mississippi State? Mississippi State. You're right. No, no, no. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Are you talking okay. about Freeze? 
Yeah. Yeah, it was Ole Miss. Dude, he coached right? What? Huh? Didn't Hugh Freeze coach from my hospital bed at some point in time? Yeah, for, yeah, at Liberty. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, he was in the booth. He had uh, they had a, a hospital bed in the, in the room, and he had his headset and everything on. So the Iowa fans could turn the wave to him. Anyway, pretty dedicated um, to his craft. Good on him. What about? Okay, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give. Three Speaking names. of Mississippi State, Mike Leach. Oh God, I would. It'd never work. I would take it. It would make the old head so mad. Oh, oh you'd see a big fucking system. meltdown. I would. I. I would take it. Just I to, would too. The Just press the press conferences, conferences alone. There it, is. there it is. And the pirates and like I think there's and I, I'm not going to put words in his mouth and I'm gonna I will tweet something and ask him. But I think I recall at some point in time like Sipple being a huge Mike Leach guy, right? Go mm-hmm. old guys and sorry, veteran guys in the media stuff like that. Like would would I think they'd have a heyday? They'd absolutely yeah. have a heyday. And he would bring guys in. To, and to you know if he didn't get boned by espn he would have been at a school like florida by now he wouldn't have had to go to washington state and then down to mississippi state he'd be he'd be at a blue blood already i don't know if he fits in at a blue blood though i feel like he's just so quirky that yes yeah he's he's almost to me like pj fleck and i know i said i thought fleck would get the usc job last year but i almost feel like usc is kind of a niche job as well where you can kind of take the culture and do what you want with it to a degree because LA fans are very fickle. If you're not winning, they don't give a fuck what you're doing for the most part. Yeah. So until they're winning, you can kind of do what you want. And if you establish a certain culture, they're going to love you. Well, and they don't have fans until they're winning anyways. Exactly. And that's, and so what I'm saying is you can kind of pretty much set up whatever culture you want, do whatever the fuck you want down there and you're winning. Great. Okay, so what's the rate? I don't give a shit. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you three names that are all connected. Just, just, just to gauge it, gauge if there's any interest at all. Chris Peterson, David Shaw, Kyle Whittingham. Whittingham was who I was thinking of, but they'll never get him out of you out of a uh, Mormon country, especially with his age. Uh, David yeah, Shaw, I'm 60. out on Shaw. Ten five years ago, hundred percent. But I just yeah. haven't seen enough of him. I, Peterson's I at, an interesting one, though. For I'm me, out on Peterson because of the collapse at Washington. Okay, you see, and that's it's funny though because you you that's why also why names. I'm out on Gary Patterson too. Okay, and that's you could throw that fourth name in there, and they're all kind of in that same. But part of it is just age and experience in a way, right? They're they're a leader of programs. They they've done all that stuff. Um, I do have one that I, I this is the one that I think for me that if it came through, I I don't think I'd have an issue with it at all. Luke Fickle. Does that do anything for you? Besides, it won't ever happen. No. Well, but he knows. But he knows the Big Ten, right? He's a I, winner. He's been around winners. I, I he's the just, only Ohio State head coach Nebraska's beat since we've been in the conference. I just don't know if he ever wants to leave quarterback. They lost their quarterback. I don't know. Yeah. Plus, they're going. They're going power conference now. They're in the Here, Big Twelve. Here's my. Here, no, I know. I know. For Fickle, again, Fickle. I need five years of him in a in a power five. Um, so you're almost, you're legitimately going on the resume like, hey, come back to me when you've got more experience. Well, no, here, here's where we're at, right? Like, he had great time as an assistant and a yeah. defensive coordinator. He, he's been at Cincinnati for a few years. He's shown a little bit of success. He's right now the hottest G5 guy. 
You know who else was the hottest G5 guy? Scott Frost. Wait, wait, wait. I know. Jeff Brom. I was going to guess that. Jeff Brom. I was going to guess that. I mean, there's a lot. ask it again and give me a chance to play? There's a lot of guys out. Like, I, you said it. You want a proven track record of success. Yeah. And I just don't think Fickle I, – I like Fickle. I think he's going to be a good Power 5 coach. I don't know if he's ready for this job yet either because there's he hasn't a, proven it in a Power 5. There's a name that's on everyone's list who in several articles today, even Simple, has said that their sources says that this coach is interested. There, Do you guys know who I'm referring to? If you say Matt Campbell, I'm going to lose it. That's the t- name, though. That's the yeah, name, that's though. That's come up. I'm not said. saying – Okay, that Lars Anderson, Sipple um, yeah. talked about it in his article as well. Uh, it was mm-hmm. in an, you know, just things like that. I that kind I of said for I didn't me, see though, since yet, but yeah, I've seen Anderson because yeah. he's broke a couple stories. He's been wrong. Uh, he was wrong about the AD, which it, oh, it yeah. is what it is. You're not always going to be right, but he was right about Frost. He was right about Will Bolt. He was right about something else as well. So, um, Michael Severe on his Severe reaction this morning on 1620, where you can also catch Church of the Corn on Saturdays from 8 to 10, talked about he has, Matt Campbell has more winning seasons in the last six or seven years than Iowa State has in the last 25 or 30 years. So I'm just, again, just names, right? We're throwing yeah. them out there. I've, I, does I've that, just seen Iowa State on a downtrend. I, was, I, he's lost, he's lost my... Would he be the Hoy- he'd be the Hoiberg for me if he came like he did really really good at Iowa State like legitimate that dead on comparison right there I just don't know if he brings it here and yeah. Hoiberg brought him up did a really good job but you said he's on the downtrend and I I completely agree. but that's the name that's going to get a ton of traction because it got traction four years ago yeah. with Frost hey, and you he, know the- he got New York he he got catered to the NFL right they were teasing yeah. it was there. And the caveat to the downturn is I think you I think you have a shelf life at Iowa State. I you can only do so much for so long. Uh Zach, give me give me another name, man. Um, you know, outside of John Gruden. No, God, no, absolutely not. Um a name that was interested previously that may not be on a lot of people's radar, uh, Mike Gundy at Okie State. Uh, I don't think he ever leaves Okie State, though. I would love Mike Gundy. I would. It's well, obviously, he's at his alma mater, so him leaving there would have to be for a big position. But I know previously he has bumped heads with man with with um administration athletic, yeah. quite a few yeah. times. Yeah. Um, he was interested previously in the Nebraska job when it was open, as was Whittingham, I believe. But I just that was one that just like I said, I don't think he ever leaves Mormon country, but. Yeah, no, um, he he did have some interest previously, so Gundy would fit kind of. It, I don't know. Gundy to me is square peg, round hole, but it is a name. I um, like my Gundy. I'm a man. I'm 40. Yeah, and right now that means he's got to be like 49 or 50 since that quote came out, whatever it is. But, I mean, he's got experience, right? He's He does really well with quarterbacks in Nebraska – has done a really good job lately of recruiting quarterbacks. You, I mean, it, it, for me, I said it last night watching the game. Look at Georgia, Georgia Southern's offensive line compared to our offensive line. Look at some of their, look at some of these other teams we play. There was like, you get some of those guys here, or let's just take it for what it's worth. 
being able to do something with the guys that you have, Gundy is somebody that has proven that they've done it. I think Leopold is another example of doing something with the guys that you have. It's called making chicken salad out of chicken shit. That is one of my favorite quotes. I have that tattoo on the, on the lower back. Um, It's just, Oh, did I say that out loud? Yeah. I just visualized it. It grossed me out. You've seen it. I know it's fucking gross. All right. I'm going to give you one (laughs) last name and we'll, we'll tie it up. Uh, no, we have so much to talk because we're going to solve the Huskers' problems two nights, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. I already told uh, you, Lane Kiffin. I, I, I would love Lane Kiffin. I really. The would. solution. Um, old people would lose their fucking minds. Uh, <laughs> you're killing me. Uh, <laughs> me or him? Fits. Oh, okay. It's, it's the train. No, the two two Lane train. No, I was gonna say choo-choo. Uh, you can, can toot toot all you want. I'm gonna say choo choo like a man. But go ahead. You already said Chris Clement. Uh, man. I I would I would strongly consider Josh Heupel at Tennessee. He's done. Yeah, I mean short short span. I'd like to see what he does this year. Um, he'll be an interesting one to keep an eye out for. What do you, uh, I'll, I'll throw one na- last name out there. I Gene don't Jizik? No, not Jizik. Um, the, uh, that's straight to, on, on your... I, I don't know about this name now. Cause he, he's in the realm of Patterson with me. Uh, Dan Mullen. Yeah, no, I like Dan Mullen. He's still, uh, he, no, he's out of, he's point. an analyst would... now. Yeah, Dan Mullen, I can live with. I would really like to go get uh, the guy who took over for him at Florida. I can't think of his name. Napier? Yeah. Oh, Billy Napier. Oh, absolutely fucking not. Yeah. I'd, I'd love Napier. I love Rand, obviously. Something, something, though, that we haven't – obviously, we've named head coaches to a T, but look at Oklahoma, right? They bring in Brent Venables. He's – okay, he's got a connection to Oklahoma, long time. Hey, we Who's did there? that once. I, I understand there's got to be, but there's going to be. And some Dominic Sue said he's open. He's open to the job. God fucking damn it. <laughs> you know, Nebraska ties. I know where you're going here, Fitz. Can the head, can the, no, 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 it's not where I was going. I'm going to, I'm going to interject my own comment here though. Can the head coach fund an NFI, NL, NIL collective by himself? Cause Sue could, but anyway, but we're not, we haven't named any, we haven't, talked about any dcs or offensive coordinators somewhere right these guys that are yeah we'll we'll get into that next week we we have a whole season to talk about this oh that's right (laughs) it's called we've got nothing but fucking time at this point uh another name i'll throw out but we're gonna talk next sunday next sunday we're gonna talk about the win though right the huskers beating oklahoma uh matt rule give me a quick opinion on matt rule yeah that's who i thought Uh, he's a popular name earlier that's a popular name i don't one him, two years is that Baylor? A, that's not enough for me. But he's at Carolina right now, right? Yeah, he's on the way out. Well, yeah, that's why my point good. was he's at, at Carolina right now. Doesn't mean he's there in week five. Yeah, right. I think he's a college guy, honestly. Um, but he can he can do college well uh, in his short span. It's he's a yeah. tough one for me just because of what he's what is he's pretty tarnished at this point. It would almost be like a Bill Callahan vibe to me. He has, but he has college experience, though. 
Look at some of these really guys. Really good that he does, and that's where he you'd bounced, have the plus on. He Callahan. bounced to the NFL. Some of these guys that have bounced to the NFL realize that you know what? I'm better with working with these kids, and, and I'm better on the grind. Like it, that part of it is. When you he know, was in the NFL previously, too, he was a position coach, and yeah, then he yeah. then he you know made his way and. But you know who else? Yeah, was I just frost coach, coach, frost Cole, coach Cole. in the NFL. <laughs> hey, I said we bring Bo I'm back. Telling you, Bo, I'm not. Bo, I'm not opposed Bo to. Still, I'm not Bo would opposed still to have it. the job if he didn't stand on stage and dare Eichhorst to fire him. Was funny when he called him cunt. <laughs> yeah, I really think Bo would still have the job here. I'm not. I'm not opposed to it. Yeah, you usually I, just can't tell your boss, "Hey, fucking fire me," and he's yeah, like, Bo's nope, never not gonna back. do it." Bo's never coming back. You know, there's a lot of guys we've named that aren't going to come here, but. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not. Well, there, time, some of those guys I, I brought could possibly last, end up. I get it. Up you want night. Nick Saban, if Fitz. Bo, we got if, it. If Bo was coaching that game and crackhead Carl was coaching the defense Cokehead last Cokehead Carl. God damn it. It's Coke. I don't think, I I don't think Georgia Southern. They, they Because that's what they did in the Big 12, right? I Coke? mean, that's the that's – the, <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> I, I, I want to ask you guys' opinion. You lost I mean, Carl did. No, oh, but they did all of it. They shut down that type of offense all the time. They that's what they did. I just I was I missed. I that. don't. I, we weren't. The Big Twelve did not have the offense the same style that they have when when we were in the Big Twelve. But it was it was it was a little aerated though. Like they had to. Account I mean, Missouri, Missouri, they, Texas yeah. Tech. Yeah, when, yeah. I mean, that was very found, spread. Yeah, yeah, the spread found, was innovative. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that is not what it is today. Here's my here's the big. I don't thing. think I don't think Carl Planey could have stopped anybody in the Big Twelve today, because he couldn't stop anybody in his conference when he was at FAU. Uh, that's a that's a good point. So uh, I'm going to retract that, and I apologize. Here's my here's my question. Though. I mean, he was and, getting a lot of blow, but and I, t- and I talked about this before, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on it. You go back, and obviously the onside kick is a defining moment, right? And Zach and both Drake, you both said it before. It's the decision. I can look at, as an example, and I want to see if there's any relevance to this or not, the the last four seasons, different points in time, all these one-score losses. But tell me, Georgia Southern comes down and kicks the field goal, right? And I couldn't have been the only one that says, hey, that's a victory. They only got three points. And it changed the game at that point in time. What did the Huskers follow up with? A three and out. Three straight passes. For me, and I was talking to the people I was watching the game with, that screen fought Frost almost in control of that offense at that time. Because how many times have we seen that where there's opportunities that if you run the ball two or three times, clock, whatever it is, right? We know some of those those losses. But – that was the type of moment that I just I scratched my head because you've got Anthony Grant averaging, I don't know what, eight yards of carry it seemed. A.J. Allen was running really, really well and doing different things, and, and things weren't going bad. But you give yourself a chance. If you get six yards, now it's second and four instead of, what, three straight incompletion, whatever it was. I just Those are those moments that if you go back through the tenure, it's that decision-making. Yeah. Am I wrong? Am I wrong to look at that? It's like how many times a, the, a quick three and out, even even that last night, that fourth and one. And I think he spoke on it at the press conference and said, I trusted my defense. Are you fucking kidding me? At that moment when the game was just back and forth, I just 
those are the types of things. And I think that's kind of what got him in trouble. Does that's where I, I keep looking at a veteran, you know, but can the new, can Mickey Joseph put it on his guy's hands to make those decisions? That's what I'm. Well, I also in. think at this point, I mean, I, I think Mickey's going to run this team the way that we all have kind of wanted to see it run so far this year. And we're going down swinging. I, oh. I don't think Mickey doesn't go for that fourth and one. I, I don't think Mickey's not taking a couple shots, but being conservative with the ball. I don't think Mickey's letting us play that soft zone on defense. I think Mickey's Mickey's going to have everybody put, put their foot down. All right. We might not like all the decisions you're making. We might, we might not, but it's, it's going to be made with the intent of going hard. Go back to, go back to, when we talked, we joked for years, Frost wasn't into mottos, right? He wasn't into these slow. No fear of failure. Thank you. You, you, that's it. How often did we see no fear of failure from him? Like there was failure all the, like he was not, again, here I go. I'm like, I don't want to beat him, you know, the dead horse, like you said, but like if Joseph comes in and says, you know what, we're going to go for this fourth and one in defense, here's the deal. We don't get it. It's on you right now. You 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 bail us out, and then the offense will come back and we'll do better. I just – he talked about it all the time with players, and there are guys that are on milk cartons that are now on posters at Walmart because we haven't seen them for three years. And – but there's no where's – the, where's the failure? A couple bad days of practice, you're going to tell me a best athlete, and I know I went off on this tangent last week, but get those guys on the field. Get those guys on the field. You have to. Let's wrap this bitch up. <laughs> there's so much more to say zach we have a long fucking season fits it's gonna yeah, we're at an hour and a half so 87 weeks i'm to sure play people are games. fucking sick of hearing from us yeah. so i've got yeah. three hours well, worth of podcasting to put out and they're gonna be fucking sick of listening to us so <laughs> they haven't listened to it yet they can't be sick of us they haven't listened they're gonna to be oh, they're, they're, they're not, will be i mean this podcasting works of the we're last 45 minutes now, fucking fits then then you're going to put it out there. Then they can choose if they listen to all 90 minutes or not. That's how it works. Any closing thoughts, boys? Go, go big, big red. red. Keep the faith. Did we or just become best friends there? Is that great? No, we didn't. We, you want to build That's, bunk beds? Uh, oh, Jesus. No, Christ. I don't. Thanks for joining <laughs> us, everybody. Have a great night. We'll talk to everybody later. See you. Members of the congregation. Let's raise our Kool-Aid-filled glasses and drink to all the things that were, are, and forever will be Nebraska Cornhuskers. Go Big Red. Go Big Red. We gotta find a way to get some clinkers glasses.